This Thacker Slate podcast is hosted by Connie Thacker and Allison Slate, two experienced attorneys who believe honesty, transparency, and knowledge are key to achieving the best legal outcomes. A variety of topics, particularly those related to sensitive family law matters, are candidly covered by Connie and Allison in a way that's refreshing, timely, and practical for listeners. Thank you, everyone, for joining us for another uh, Thacker Slate podcast. Uh, today, we have with us a client who's gone through the process, Patty, and we think it's really important for other people to understand what it's like to go through the divorce process and the court process and, in, in essence, understanding how the legal process works. So we thought Patty would be great for you to hear from today so that she can sort of tell you her experience, which I bet is probably very similar to a lot of other people. So Patty, good morning. and Thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Uh, why don't you begin by telling us a little bit about the process that you went through and some of the things that you would probably do differently. Okay. Um, So in my situation, in my marriage, um, we had ups and downs just like everybody. And our good times got me through the bad times. And, you know, life goes on. You have three children. One of my last child was special needs. So my ex-husband was a very good provider Um, Even though I wasn't happy in a lot of uh, personal things that were happening to me, I thought I was going to stay in this for my children. And then you come to the point where you find out that one piece of information, you have that one conversation that can't get you past that point. So I really was very fearful that my, my kids would be very disappointed because I was the one that made the move. Right. Um. I went to them first and then talked to a friend who had an attorney. So I um, met with him and signed off. But as the process was going through that first point, I was very unhappy with that attorney. And I wasn't being believed. By, By the attorney? By the attorney when I was coming to him with information that I found out. So, you know, me in a bad marriage, waiting for things to change. I think I was with a bad attorney and waiting for things to change. Right. So what are some of the emotions that sort of go with that initial move to decide to file for the divorce? I mean, what's, what's oh that process like to, to really come to you that You can't conclusion? even imagine. You can't imagine until you're in it. Yeah. Um, I mean, you never want to be that person who's that kindred spirit to another woman who's going through divorce because it's hell. And the, the fear and the disappointment and what are people going to think and what's this community going to think about me, you know, it, it, is, it could be stifling. And for me, it was. It was very stifling and debilitating for at least three years. You know, it was definitely on my mind for three years. Sure. And then you have, like I said, you have that one piece of information that comes out or that one conversation, and you just wake up in the morning, you're like, I can't do this anymore. Right. So I know that I exhausted everything. I did everything I could. And I couldn't do anything more. I had two children leaving for college, and I did not want to be that pathetic woman stuck in my house waiting for my life to start. If, and I am not calling anybody pathetic, but I know I was for five years. So I know that life. It's a very sad life. It's, it's depression is what it is. Sure. So... Um, so when things weren't moving quite the way I wanted, because at this point I'm empowered, I'm, I'm getting out. 
So when things weren't moving quite... Yeah, so you sort of make that decision to file, right? And you feel empowered about that. You've at least made a decision. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, even driving to meet my first attorney, I mean, my I, I was shaking the, the entire way there. And um, when I met him, I just opened my mouth and started crying. I mean, you just, you have just this floodgate of uncertainty and what's my life going to be like and... You know, after a 25-year marriage, your you know your identity is that person, right? So there was a, but like I said, I I got to a point where there was nothing else I could do, I and mean, I just I could not stay. So you know, I had a really good friend going through divorce at pretty much the same time, mm-hmm. and I was talking to her about my experience with my first attorney and she said look you got to you got to dump that guy and you know i'm always like well give him a chance you know that's, <laughs> this is my life well i'll just give him a chance i'll give him one more chance you know so you're kind of stuck in that cycle of behavior and um what were some of the issues with I mean, him with him he wasn't believing me you know i would come to him and say look he's doing this i think this is happening no that's not happening i'm like wait it is, and you need to believe me. Um, and I was really, quite frankly, angry at that point because I wasn't being believed by my ex-husband, and I was being ignored. So I felt, once again, not being believed and being ignored. So when those really bad emotions come to the forefront, I, um, I was angry. Mm-hmm. Then I was mad. So I was referred to you, Connie, and I picked up the phone in a moment of my first attorney not calling me back and talking to a paralegal who had no idea who I was. And, you know, even walking into that office that was just so cold and, you know, a, a big billboard of men looking down at me thinking, hmm, I'm thinking, okay, more judgment. <laughs> <laughs> so Not um, unlike our experiences at the law firms. No, right? no. So um, when I called Connie, you picked up my phone call, and I think you just listened to me pour my guts out for a half hour. I don't know. I, that's a conversation that I really don't remember, but I'm sure you were on the other end of the phone going, this woman is cray. But <laughs> no, Connie has that ability, though. That she always asks you, you know, what's going on? What's going on, right. sister? Right, right. So, um, so you made it very comfortable for me to tell my story. And then quite... You know, shortly after that, I was uh, invited in to sit down with you face to face. Yeah, and it was a really long, uh, tumultuous process. Your it case was. was, and so, I mean, from your perspective, <clears throat> what do you what What did you really experience with the court system? I mean, what did you feel or not feel from that? I mean, because we were in court a number of times before the judge. I mean, what was your sort of observation of the process? Um. Well, it's kind of, you know, it's kind of a cold process because when you're standing up in front of the judge, I remember a couple times you would look at me and say, don't you open your mouth. Don't you say a word. (laughs) And that's good advice. (laughs) Don't speak. (laughs) Don't speak. Don't say anything because I had a lot to say. Right. right? And his attorney was standing up there spewing lies about me. And I'm standing there with my mouth open behind Connie and she just nailed it every single time, pretty much shut her down. And the judge 
looked at her and said, I don't care about any of that, that she was trying to say. And then, you know, really regarded the law and made solid judgments based on the law, not based on he said, she said. Right. Um, What do you think some of the advice that you could give to somebody who's going through the process or gone through the process? I mean, looking back, is there anything you would have done differently? Is there any advice that you would give to people going through the process? Because I think it is, um, you know, divorce is a very traumatic time in mm-hmm. somebody's life. And it's um, it's one that you're not always prepared for. And no, one that you don't, I don't always, think anybody's prepared yeah, for. You can't it, right? be, right? Because no. you don't know what it's going to be like. Right. So what do you think you would do differently? And what advice do you think you would give to people that are going to go through the process? I think if if you pick your attorney, you need to pick an attorney who believes in you and your story. Right. Right from the beginning. So I wish I would have, you know, met you first, for sure. Um, Also someone who will stand right by your side through the process, because in my situation, a lot of other really ugly things popped up. Right. And you were a tremendous support for me during that time. And, you know, you are like kind of an emotional wreck. So I don't know the law. Mm -hmm. And to be with someone who did know the law, who believed me and said, this is the direction we're going to take and this is why. You know, sometimes it didn't make sense to me. Um, But looking back, it was absolutely the right way to go. Uh, we could have been in mediation for a year and a half. <laughs> sure, we were getting nowhere <laughs> right. real quick. Yeah. Right. And I think I said the last one, I said, we can't do this anymore because nothing's going to change. It's like being on the hamster wheel, you know, mm-hmm. when you're dealing with someone who has. Yeah. What do you think about advice to people? I mean, what, what do you think they should do to prepare for the process? Besides probably get a really good counselor because it's going to be mentally taxing on them, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, What I did to prepare, uh, I talked to a couple friends. Um, I talked to my kids first before I went to him Mm -hmm. because I didn't want them to feel blindsided. They knew that there were issues already. They just didn't want that ending. Nobody wants that ending. Um. So, you know, it's it's probably something that maybe they struggle with to this day, just, you know, what happened in my world. So maybe if I would have been a little bit more honest instead of so protective to them, right. they wouldn't have been so, you know, like shocked. Um, but as a parent, you protect your kids and you do whatever it takes. You know, when I had my special needs son, I would go in the basement and cry after I had him because I didn't want my kids to see me cry. Right. So I kind of feel like, you know, yes, shelter and protect your kids as much as you can, but there's a point where it's a detriment to them and their future and yours. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I would be more transparent with my kids. Um, I would also just really encourage, especially women, to know that you have every right to your story and to believe in your story and know that the truth will finally come out and to be like not too churchy, but it will set you free. It will strip you from the binds that hold you in a toxic relationship. Right. And then what's it like? What's it been like after the divorce? (laughs) 
been crazy. <laughs> um, first, you know, when I see how I started to how I finished, right. it was amazing. I mean, I think I came crawling into your office, like barely able to lift my head to, you know, kind of walking out of court that last day, high-fiving and saying, this is going to be okay, you right, know? Right, right. Um, you know, my story's different. I met someone pretty quickly who really helped me through my situation. Um, it wasn't a need because that was the furthest thing that I wanted in my life was to be with somebody else. But I think because I was confident in my life at that point, that is a very attractive feature. Sure. Whether you're by yourself or with somebody. And it will help you so much to succeed, whether it's your job. My relationship with my kids is phenomenal. Um, and really that happened within two years. Right. And it's that empowerment and that confidence that I think is so important to gain through the process, which is really diminished when you start the process, right? Because you're Ugh. not sure if you're making the right decision. Right. You're just punched in the gut. I yeah. mean, that's how you, f it's a, it's an absolute physical feeling. Right. Right. The lack of sleep to, you know, the tremendous worry, um, your financial future, all of yeah, that. Yeah, are you going to be okay? Are your kids going to be okay? And, you know, it's that unknown, right? That's right. the fear of the unknown. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Well, I, we just want to thank you so much for coming today and telling us your story and, I've appreciated working with you over the years. You've been, it's been great to watch your transformation to come from where you were to where you are today. It's been amazing. So you've done an amazing job. So congratulations on that. And thank you for coming today. Thank you, Connie. Thank you, Allison. And I just wanted to say not many people have the uh, opportunity to be friends with their attorney after a divorce. It's probably a little bit um, new or, I don't know, different for yeah. most people. But I've been blessed to have you as my representation because I don't know really where I'd be without you. I don't think I ever properly thanked you after we left, but I have to thank you for that. From the bottom of my heart, I would not be where I am without you. Well, thank you, and we really appreciate you and your friendship. It's been great to uh, stay connected, and again, thanks. Thank you for listening to this episode of our Thacker Slate podcast. If you have additional questions, do not hesitate to contact us at 616-888-3810 or visit our website, thackerslate.com, for additional information. 